show we've got uh man i've been a fan for so long oh there he is right there awesome sean danielson from uh smile empty soul sean welcome thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me guys i i appreciate it yeah all right we're gonna, we're gonna switch our view up here there we go all right now we're good so you just wrapped up a few days touring um but we've, we're in some crazy times right now and I want to go back to the beginning. I want to go back to when I first got your CD, uh, self-titled Smile Empty Soul. Okay. Um, man, so I was thinking about our age. You know, I'm 36. You said you're 39. So at the time, you had to be about 20 when that came out. Yeah. Yeah. I was 21 um, when, when the first, our first single came out. We hit the road and our first record came out. I just barely turned 21 uh a month something before i think our our first tour so the the writing is so intense um and, and i was just trying to put myself in your shoes 9-11 had happened a couple years prior um yep there's a lot of undertones there and i was just trying to figure out how a 20 year old can write these songs can you just talk about that that process what was going through your mind uh and what inspired you for a lot of those tunes well i mean you know, like you said, there was some heaviness going on. Um, but uh, in general, you know, I, I've always tried to write about um, what I see, you know, the human experience at, at that moment in time. And, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to hit on some good, some good uh, topics there with that record and, and write some lyrics that seemed to really uh, resonate with people you know to this day I hear quite often you know this song or that song helped me out with this or that and and I you know that they're appreciative of of those lyrics and uh you know that always feels really good it's it's good to know that you could have a positive impact on somebody's life or a positive effect on their life you know when they're going through something um difficult and and uh you know that record seemed to connect with people Heck yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of artists say, you know, our lyrics are open to interpretation or, or whatever, you know, and it's, I connected to it big time, big time. Um, awesome. so, so here you are, man, you're going in your third decade of performing. Right. Did you ever imagine you'd say that? I mean, I, I always hoped it, I guess. Um, but you know, you never, you just never know with, with especially the way this industry is. And I mean, it definitely hasn't been an easy road for smile empty soul um so it's it's cool to to sit here and you know so many years after all that still be doing my thing and and uh touring and releasing records and um i'm, I'm definitely fortunate you know you've had a, a few iterations of the band along the way what what happened from the beginning to now well i mean I, i've just i've gone through a lot of a lot of members um our original drummer didn't wasn't around for too long um then i had i had a my original bass player and and then uh this drummer jake um for for quite a while 
for, for a decent chunk of time, I think about 10 years. Um, but then in 2014, Ryan had, uh, you know, his, his wife was pregnant and he had, he had some home, home life issues calling. And so he had to get off the road. Um, and then we started from there uh, down a road of a series of different bass players. Um, and then Jake on drums um, had to call it quits in 2016. And uh, I've had a couple of drummers since then. Um, so, you know, there's definitely been a, a lot of, of comings and goings with, with members. Um, and then, you know, as of now, the last couple of years, it's just been um, me and, and my drummer, my current drummer, Ty Del Rose. Um, and we're doing the two piece thing. I actually have a, a special pickup in my guitar now that simulates the bass by isolating only the lowest note of the chord that I strike dropping it down an octave and then sending it on its own channel to a bass rig. So, um, is that currently, Dean? what's that? A Dean guitar. Is that, is that what you're playing? It is a Dean guitar, but, um, the, the technology that allows me to play the bass is not the guitar itself. It's, it's the pickup that I put in the neck of the guitar and then, um, putting in a, a stereo output jack that allows two separate channels to be coming out of the guitar at the same time and running down to a splitter box um, that shoots a, a bass signal out one side and a guitar signal out another. Uh, but yeah, I do play Dean's um, the last few years I've been playing them and they've been really good to me and, and I'm um, loving, loving their guitars. I saw that. Um, I'm also really loving this, this two piece setup. It's, it's actually really fun. And uh, it's super tight too, you know. I mean, the, the bass and the guitar are, are naturally very tight with each other, given that they're being played at the same time. And then my drummer Ty Del Rose is, is an incredible drummer, and he's very, very tight. And uh, we've been having a blast doing the two piece thing. Is that how you uh, recorded those acoustic sessions? Um, well, in the studio, I mean, I'll just play everything but the drums, you know. Okay. Um, as far as you two, though. What's that? As far as you two? Yeah, I mean, you know, in any recording since he's been in the band, he'll come in and, and, and jam the drums and then I'll, I'll play the guitar, the bass, you know, the, the piano, whatever, whatever other, other instruments are required um, by the song. Um, so we do those in a more traditional sense. You know, I put the guitar down, I pick up the bass, get a bass rig going and, and track bass like that. But, uh, you know, it's just the live shows that I'm utilizing that that special pickup and the technology uh, that, that is i'm looking at your records man like when we were sound checking before I, I was telling mike i'm like man he was on he was on uh spider-man 2 soundtrack he's on punisher soundtrack yeah that's right that's that's the spider-man 2 right there hell yeah and then uh i got one for the punisher over here that's awesome i love it right there yeah we were we were pretty fortunate to have some good good stuff happened for us you know so tell us you know what where are you what are you doing when you get that phone call what phone call is that from marvel or whoever calls you well i mean that's only happened a couple times and it was back you know so long ago now it feels like a different different time an altogether different uh lifetime but yeah. th that was a phone call from management you know just saying hey they wanted a track from you guys and they contacted the label and and uh so here here i am your management telling you 
we're going to do a song for, for this, this soundtrack. And obviously, you know, you're stoked about doing that because, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty high level stuff. You're, you're sure. going to, you're going to reach a lot of people that wouldn't normally listen to your band when you're on a, a major soundtrack like that, you know? That's dude. I'm going to be all over the place with questions. So <laughs> well, let, 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 let me get in here. I've <laughs> got so many. So, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Um, and, and I wanted to bring up, uh, obviously you've reviewed our podcast. And so, you know, kind of what you're getting into or really about the freedom of choice itself. And you took a pretty ballsy stance and I, I want to commend you for it, but you want to kind of explain what's going on with, with some of your upcoming shows um, you know, a lot of our viewers are freedom of choice uh, insofar as whether to get the vaccination or not. And you, you took a, a pretty loud stance uh, on this. And, and I, I feel like we need to get that out. And I posted his, his, his message to his fans. You can find it on our, on our Facebook. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, we have several tours booked right now. We have an October, November run. We have a February run and we have an April run. We stay very busy. We stay on the road. And it's just now started happening where some of the, the clubs that we're supposed to be playing, even though they're small clubs, have been announcing that they're going to be requiring proof of vaccination. And I just felt like rather than just vaguely canceling those shows, because I, I can't stand for that, um, as I think that freedom... And, you know, medical freedom specifically is so important. I mean, the track record that the government has is not one to allow them to um, infringe upon your right to, to reject medical injections, medical procedures of any kind. I mean, allowing the government free reign on just mandating one vaccine gives them free reign to mandate any vaccine they want in the future. And I don't think people really follow that that timeline forward the way that they should be. Um, you know, allowing them to mandate one is allowing them to mandate endless boosters um, on top of whatever else they come up with in the future. And I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I just have mistrust for the government in general, you know. Sure. And well, they, they do say that, you know, if you let them take one freedom because of a crisis, they're going to start creating crises to uh, take more freedoms, right? Exactly. I mean, it, it just, it only makes sense if you understand that these people are, you know, power hungry, you know, they aren't your, your uncle and your aunt or your grandma that, you know, I, I think people are losing sight of that these days. And they're, and they're looking at these politicians like, Oh, they, they care, you know, they care. They just want what's best for society. They don't, you know, they, they want what's best for their own power and their own wealth and their own ability to control, you know? So, um, I just, I feel like, you know, you need to question their motives and where they're coming from. And, you know, our country is great. It is so great for, for the freedoms that we've had that the constitution has has set up and allowed us over the 200 plus years you know and when you start allowing those freedoms to be knocked down the end result of that is going to be really ugly 
Sure. And I don't think people realize what they're what they're signing their kids and their grandkids and even us in the in the very near future up for by fighting for you know uh, government mandated vaccines. It's it's just uh, so anyway. That's the that, that's the long form version of of why I decided that I had to explain to people why I was going to be canceling a couple of these shows because. If I just canceled them and didn't explain, there would be questions. And I'm not going to sit there and, and just dodge the questions out of fear of being canceled um, because it's just not the right thing to do. It's not the right way to go. The right thing to do is to stand up for what I believe is right. And uh, so I did. So, yeah. So I, I respect that. And obviously, t- today, Randy and I were, were talking before the show started. Uh, with uh, the, the the president coming up and basically stating that if you have a uh, if you're an employer and you have over 100 employees that now they have to get vaccinated and so we kind of just started down this road of look it, it started specifically with hey do what's right for your country right get vaccinated then it was incentives when they weren't getting enough people because of the incentives after the incentives don't work what's next now you're being ultimately forced to get vaccinated. Um, And and the caveat with that is, you know, the liabilities don't fall on anybody. I was explaining to Randy that, you know, you go to any CVS or Walgreens and, you know, there's a three or four page form you have to fill out to get vaccinated. And because it's a, it's a hold harmless agreement for everybody. So nobody's liable, no matter what happens to you. And, you know, what, while we are, are, are going down this road, I, I, I fear that, that people are going to kind of just take their medicine for, for, you know, I know that's kind of an odd thing to say right <laughs> now, but they're going to they're gonna take their medicine. And I don't think it really becomes an issue. Uh, you know, people will buck a little bit, but I don't think it really becomes an issue until they start forcing it upon the children. I think that's where we're really going to start to see it get real sketchy around here. Yeah, I mean... People will take a lot in the name of just keeping things quiet and 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 not not causing a scene or, or you know um, having a confrontation. But like you said, when when your children get on the chopping block, that's that's going to be the the do or die, you know. And I think that there are a lot of people that are are super upset with the way everything's been going and and. Uh, they're just waiting and watching and, and this is going to be an interesting time that sure. we're about to live through. Yeah. You know, you get a lot of people on social media and, and you know, it, I, I don't know if you have children or not, but you know, uh, with my kids, you, you, you see, you see uh, the parents uh, talk about the mama bear and the papa bear post. Don't piss off mama bear. I'm going to protect my kids. Mama bear might take the vaccination to keep her job that can keep food going. Papa bear might take that, jo- that vaccine to, to keep his job and stay gainfully employed. But mama and papa bear might not sit down and let their cubs get the shot yeah no i mean you know my daughter's four and a half and uh she's not getting it right i'm not getting it i i I already had coronavirus so you know one of the most interesting things about this whole situation is that if it was really about safety and 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 all benevolent why 
wouldn't being able to prove that you have had it and that you have natural immunity, which is, which is far and away better than vaccinated immunity. Why wouldn't being able to prove that you have that be the ultimate golden ticket? They don't even care about that. They don't even mention it. They still want you to go get vaccinated for something that you, even if you've already had it and you have natural immunity. And, and that's, that's one of the red flags for me is why don't you care about the natural immunity people at all? You know, yep. uh, you know, Emily just uh, commented on our thread that she wished more people would be willing to stand up uh, for what they believe, even if it, misses, it means losing out on money. Uh, so it, it looks like uh, Emily is kind of commending you for your stance. Uh, I want to tell all, all, my, all of our viewers right now, please, please, please tell us where you're at. Uh, I, we like to know where our reach is. I'm sure our guests would like to know how far we're reaching. We, we, we know that we, we hit multiple countries. We know we hit every, uh, all 50 states. Tell me. So, uh, so Sean, yeah. what, what states did you have to cancel on? Um, so far, I've only had to cancel a, a handful of shows. Um, surprisingly, two shows in. Uh, and, and, you know, another thing, too, is that these shows aren't officially canceled. Because the clubs themselves, some of them are putting this on the county. So they're saying this is a county-wide mandate of sorts that, that we have to comply with. And so um, just as, I don't know if you guys are fans of Coulter Wall at all, but he just announced today that he is actually... Uh, moving his entire fall tour, moving it, it down uh, okay. for the same reason. He didn't get as as uh, bold, I guess you'd say, about about the exact reason, reason why, right? Um, but but it's pretty clear um, that he moved his tour down because of of mandates that he doesn't like coming in on uh, on the, the the venues that he's playing. So the, the places that we're canceling, it's not really a canceled show. It's it's a Postal. it's a wait and see yeah. how long these these county mandates last. And sure. if they if they're lifted in the near future, then we would just move that show to to uh, right after they're lifted and we can get back in there without those those requirements. But yeah, but you you canceled ultimately, you know, before the president got got in front of the the general public. So I, I would think that now it's doubled down, right? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I would expect that that more shows will go. Right. So yeah. I, I just I just want to say that we we've got Cincinnati, Ohio, we've got Kansas watching, uh, we've got uh, uh, Becky and and. Coca, Florida. We've got Rachel in Wisconsin. I want to say hello to everybody. Thank you guys for all the support. Robin's in Texas watching. Uh, Emily's in New Orleans. Uh, we're, we're, hit, we're starting to get all, all 50 on here. Uh, it'll be a couple more minutes, and I'm sure we'll have all 50 states represented. Sean, you're from California? I am, yeah, originally. Did you ever think that you know, it would be like this? I mean, coming from a, from a liberal state, what, how old were you when you left? Uh, well, so I was born there, lived there till I was seven, and then I moved to the state of Maine. Um, I lived in Maine for eight years, but while I lived there, I traveled back and forth between my, my two parents, my dad remaining in California, my mom being in Maine. So I kind of had dual 
residence, I, I guess you could say, between Maine and California for eight years. Then I moved back in uh, into California when I was 15, lived there till I was 20, or I'm sorry, 32. And I moved to Arkansas in 2013, which is where I live now. Arkansas. So right. uh, let me interrupt one more oh, time. Man, I got the I, I know, I'll, music, I'll let you get man. going. Uh, and, and I apologize. We'll, we'll get going on this. But uh, to everybody watching, please like and share this right now. We've got a very talented artist with a, a tremendous background who's standing up uh, for freedoms. Let, let, let's get this message out, guys. So give me some likes. Give me some hearts. Please try to stay away from the man. Hey, we didn't mean to put you on the spot, uh, this, but, but we appreciate it. And uh, let, let's share this. Let, let, let's get this streaming. Let's, I'm let's assuming go. you're okay with that. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. the man, get, he's Sean messaged me. He said, Hey man, I, I looked at your stuff. I, I think we have similar views. I, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you know, um, these days I, I, I do honestly turn down most interview interview requests. Oh, um, yeah. I've just been doing this a long time. And, uh, I was, I was getting there, you know, the, the, the quality of interviews have gone down from, from the earlier portion of my career till now, the money in the industry has been sucked out and that has been, has affected the, the interviews, you know, the quality of the interviews. So, um, a lot of the requests that I get, I, I just, I just got to a point where I was doing interviews that I found myself questioning why I was there and doing that and uh so I started just turning them down and uh but you know I I do I do certain ones here and there because they're intriguing in this way or that and and uh at, at this point in time I think this is an important thing to talk about and and uh you know you guys seemed professional and legit so you know I appreciate like a good that thing to do yeah I do appreciate. I that. got a funny story to tell. I don't know if I should do it. Good. I'm just a Joe Schmo, right? But I was probably, uh, oh God, let's see, 2008. I was 24, 23. <clears throat> I loved music my whole life. Huge fan, and uh, I got thrust into music journalism somehow. I, I came. I met somebody. I was actually building a guitar. I was taking this class that was a uh, part of our our union program i'm a i'm a union member i'll just say that and i, I became friends with this guy and he said uh we, we're talking about our, our our you know all the artists we love and everything and he's like man you're never gonna believe what i did I'm like, what are you talking about he's like I, I really wanted to impress my wife so uh i got an interview with gavin rosdale and i lied and i said i was from this publication <laughs> oh my god and and he did this interview well and and just for his wife whatever and well then the the management's like hey man where's this interview we need this interview he had to create a website like on the spot which is mind-blowing right because usually when when you work with publicists you, you have to have all your information anyways right they're gonna double check that yeah yeah so he he makes this website and i'm looking at this guy and i'm like holy shit, this is brilliant. I cannot believe you did this. And he's like, hey, man, you want, you want to help me out? I'm like, sure. Long story short, I ended up taking over for him in a few months. And I rebranded, got a new name. And I did music interviews for like 
four straight years and fell in love with it. It was freaking awesome. I never thought in a million years I would ever be in that position. That's but, great. That's yeah, great. man. Until I had kids, I'm like, I can't go to shows anymore. Right. Yeah, no way. But what you're saying is like, you're like, man, you know, quality of interviews has gone down. I have looked in the eyes of music artists and you could just tell they're like, fuck, I don't want to be here. Why am I here? What a drag. And they just don't. Yeah. Want to people forget that artists, musicians, they're just regular people. There's right. regular people and they don't know how to talk to them. And it's very, very structured or redundant and same shit over and over and over. So I get you, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we first started, there, the, the, the rock scene was just, um, it was more popular, you know, there was more money flowing through it. And so the quality of interviews, there were people that made their living doing these interviews and they, 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 they honed and refined their craft. Oh yeah. And, you know, nowadays there's almost nobody making their living doing interviews with rock, rock bands, you know? So it's just people that do it, you know, maybe they started last month, maybe they started a year ago, whatever, but they just start their own website and they start doing it. And, you know, some of them are better than others and some of them are real bad, you know? And, and, uh, you just end up doing a bunch of real bad ones in a row. And, and I started finding myself just being like, you know, these, this last handful of interviews, I've, I, I've only been asked questions that I've answered a million times in the past in interviews that you could just Google. And so what, and, and, and the, I'm doing these interviews for people that aren't reaching many people and they're just making that it's so unprofessional and bad that it's making me look worse and so what what am what am i doing this for you know right, right but then there's still great interviewers out there and there's still great um interviews to do so you just have to kind of be more we, picky i guess we hope we end up on the the, the top rung of the interviews <laughs> we um, will yeah we're, yeah we're, we're no tucker carlson uh yet <laughs> uh we'll get there um, but once but, again, I, I still think he's silenced and I, and I, I like being able to say whatever I want. You guys, <laughs> so, you guys were able to catch the tail end of MTV, right? Yep. Just barely. Yeah. I think we, our first video actually got played on MTV proper a couple times, you know, late, late at night, whatever. And we, our, our first set of videos were very big on, on MTV two and fuse TV. Uh, but then all that just just crumbled shortly after you know i was listening or reading about your early days and you said the money was awesome and you did a lot of partying how awesome was it it was it was good it was too good to know how to handle it you know for a yeah. 21 year old so um, you're a young man right and that success at 21 that that in itself and i'm i'm i don't mean to no, steal that question but uh you know that in itself I, i'm interested about the like the, the psyche of a 21 year old just you know you can't even probably fathom that what, what was what was happening around you right you're just you're just living day by day uh just enjoying it but in the same time not realizing just just the magnitude of what you're involved in yeah no it was too much for a, a young 21 year old to handle and you know i ended up partying too hard and and definitely let my ego get too big and, and made a lot of mistakes and, um, you know, just fucked it all up. And, and, uh, 
I, I started figuring out that, that I was doing this wrong and that wrong and this wrong and that wrong, you know, uh, somewhere in my, my mid twenties, I, I quit drinking and, and partying when I was 25 actually. Uh, so tw- 2007, I, I quit drinking cold Turkey and, uh, stopped all the, all the drugging and, and, uh, then slowly started to rebuild mentally, you know, at that point I was so, uh, used to just being shit faced all the time that it, it really is a, a rebuild going from th- that to, to sober cold Turkey. And, uh, so, you know, I, I had to rebuild, um, who I was and, and what I thought of things and, and, uh, start from scratch kind of. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, definitely too much to be thrown onto me. I, I wasn't ready for it all. You got more records back there than your dad. Your dad's a recording artist, right? He is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's his genre? What does what he, uh, play? um, I don't, I guess just like straightforward kind of like, like softer rock. Yeah. I just, I was just reading and I saw he's recording artist. So I was like, man, I wonder what dad thinks of all those, all those records on the wall. Yeah, I think he I think he thinks they're pretty cool. <laughs> I, I assume. And then get back to the business thing. So you guys had a record label from the beginning, and then these last few EPs and everything are, are under your own. What yeah. was the uh the turning point? Uh you know, and how did you take that over? And you read you hear these stories like Taylor Swift trying to get her catalog back and all these people, you know, going through the same problems. And yeah. did you have anything like that? Challenges? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, our first record was on a major label and they put a lot behind us and it was very successful. Um, and then there was uh, when we were turning in our second record, there was major turnover at the at the label. Um, and, you know, when the when you were signed by the head of the label and then he gets kind of pushed out the side of the side door. You are no longer a priority for the next people to step in. And, uh, things, things got real, real bad and real weird real quick. And all all the way to the point that our, our second record after, after releasing such a successful first record, our second record never even came out. Um, we felt, um wronged by the label and we were young and dumb and wasted and uh we kind of <laughs> gave them the middle finger over and over and over again until they dropped us uh, which was our goal at the time not realizing i think the the path that would lie ahead um getting dropped by a major label like that because then we went and signed with an indie label and, and found out, you know, what indie label life can be like pretty gotcha. quickly and then ended up bouncing. I mean, from indie label to indie label, we've signed so many record deals, you know, and, uh, you know, th- they all end up just not being what you hope for. And, and you find out that they're screwing you over and, and, uh, you know, managers are always screwing you over. And, and so after a certain number of labels and a certain number of managers, I just decided to, 
to take over both of those positions, basically myself. And I've been managing us um, for, I don't know how long now, close to a decade. And uh, we haven't been on another label. We've, we've only been, we've been self-releasing our, our own music since 2016 but even the 2014 and 20 or i'm sorry 2013 and 2016 releases that we had they were kind of distributed by a label but but we were we were uh actually acting as the record company still so we've been really doing it ourselves for uh almost a decade now too and the ep is your choice now you like you like that more well, I think you're going to see more and more artists move to that. And, and you're even seeing artists move to uh, just releasing one song at a time. Yeah. Um, you're seeing more and more artists that don't even release physical versions of their music. They only release it to, to digital platforms and they only release one track at a time. And, uh, you know, I think the whole industry is just still trying to, find itself after uh the internet just came in and just crushed it all you know um is it hard to make a living off of digital sales well it depends i mean you know it depends on how many how many streams you get you know you get paid you get paid a very small amount per stream but if you get a lot of streams they can add up or like itunes like so like if someone buys an album like how does an artist get paid off of digital sales? I, you know, I was reading, it was like pennies. Well, it depends if you own your own master or not. You know, if you sign with a record company, they own your master and, and any profit that comes in from, from that sale or that stream goes to the recoupment of what they put into your band. But you don't and, have to worry about that now, do you? What's that? So you don't have to worry about that now, do you? No, I mean, you know, that's, that's one of the good things about being your, on your own is that if you, if you own your own master, you distribute it yourself and the, the revenue stream comes to you. Right. So um, even though it may be a small amount per stream um, or per, per download, if you, if you sell enough or stream enough, um, you can still make money doing it. So, I mean, I've, I've definitely been fortunate enough to, you know, I've done nothing but this since I was uh, 20 years old. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not rich, but I, I live a comfortable life. And, and uh, I get to totally be my own boss in every way, shape and form. I, I, I write my own songs. I, I, I've been doing my own art for my albums. Um, I, I produce the albums myself. I choose when they're going to come out, how they're going to come out, what song's going to be, you know, the one I do the music video for and my friend that shoots music videos for me. And I work hand in hand with my, my booking agent to, uh, to, to book my tours in the regions that I want to go to in the times of year that I want to go to them. And for the amount of time that I want to be out, I'm just in, you know, complete control of everything. And, and uh, that's worth a lot to me. Is that where the nexus kind of comes with your, your stance on individual freedom itself? Because you've kind of, you know, obviously you, you came up a, a young man 
in an industry where you had a handler for, for lack of a better term. And now you've kind of come into, you know, age where, look, it, it makes sense that I can make these choices for myself. Is, is that how this all evolves? I mean, I, you know, that definitely plays a role. Um, you know, just, just the life experience, you know, all coming together. But I mean, for me, it's just, if, if you, if you study enough history and you look around at the world we live in um, enough, you're going to, you're going to put two and two together that there's a reason that America is the most desired country to, to get to, you know, for, for um, people all over the world. And it's because of the freedoms that we have that have been guaranteed to us by these, these guys that set up this, this, these, these documents, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, I've, 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 I've done a lot of re- personal research and, and digging, um, over the last decade plus into, um, who controls the world for real and, uh, what their, their true motivations are. And I just feel like they 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 want to destroy America as a as a free nation, and uh, you know I can see that happening slowly but surely, and not even slowly anymore. It seems like it's just being sped up at a, at a rapid pace these days. Sure, so, so I can see it happening in front of us, and and I just you know I have a four and a half year old daughter, and I just want her to grow up in a, in a free, in a free environment with, with the ability to, to, to have everything at her fingertips and be able to do, you know, have a happy life and do the things she wants to do. And, and I just see that all just slipping away and, and it scares the hell out of me. Right. I mean, that's the ultimate uh, American dream, right? Is you, you want to grow up, you want, you want to have a family, you want to go to work, you want to do your civic duties, but you don't want the government impeding upon them. You, uh, you don't want the government telling you what to do. And, you know, you alluded to, and I don't want to put words in your mouth and I'll never do that, but uh, a new world order type uh, conglomerate. And yeah, but did you see the, the news clip out of Australia? Oh, that Australia is on total lockdown. You go out no, of your no, house. No, no. What, what they said in their press conference. Did you yeah, see that, Sean? Cruella DeVille. Yeah, man. Referenced the New World Order today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did, did she really? Okay. No, I, like I straight out. One. Two people from Australia. Okay. The, the lady yeah. he's talking yeah. about and then, and then another gentleman. Okay. Well, well I mean, well, you know, if, if you look at, you know, I mean, George Bush Sr., Bill Clinton, Joe Biden, I mean, all these politicians, Republican or Democrat, you know, over over the over the decades have, have all referenced the new world order. Right. And, you know, it's, what? it's, so it's so, it's so demonized these days to be a conspiracy theorist. But if you don't realize that these people want more control and have an, an ultimate agenda, then I just feel like you're being naive. Right. And I think that's the problem because anybody that questions or has the audacity to question what, are we're being spoon fed is deemed a conspiracy theorist. And, and if you're too loud, and even, even for us, if we're too loud, we're going to get silenced. We're going to get deplatformed and everything's going to be gone. Um, and, and, and someone else will step up, but, but that's the role that's being played. And now, you know, you've got the YouTubes, the Facebooks that, that are stuck. And, and now they are 
the propagandist per se. And it's, it's so disheartening. It really is. I mean, you know, again, the, the, the freedom things come, the freedom thing comes back into the conversation because freedom of speech and expression, you know, it's, it's all about being able to have a conversation. You know, if, if the conversation is stifled and controlled, then it's over. Right. Ultimately you and I can disagree on, uh, any number of subjects, right? But if we're not uh, able to speak with each other and have interactions, basically civil interactions, it's going to be pitted that you're the enemy and to, to me and I'm the enemy to you. And, and that's where the chaos ensues because there isn't that, that line of communication. We're being so, we're divided so much at this point where it, it now it is, you know, the, what, what did the president Biden say today that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? I mean, how, how much louder can you be to pit one side against another? You, you, you've literally Very just divided. called out people. Very divided. Right. When, when in reality, you know, I mean, is it a pandemic of the unvaccinated? You know, the, the most vaccinated country in the world, Israel, is having the, the, worst, the worst issues right now with coronavirus. So I really, I really question if, if that's even a true statement. Well, it's it's commonly known at this point that the, the the media doesn't talk about is that you know those that are vaccinated carry potentially a larger viral load. They're still getting so it's not really a vaccination; it's a suppressant of of the the illness. It, you're not going to get as sick if you get the vaccination itself. Uh, you know, if you get the vaccination, rather not in, uh, vaccinated, but it doesn't mean you can't spread it. It doesn't mean you're not communicable, and that doesn't stop mind blowing. It doesn't stop transmission. Correct. So if it doesn't stop transmission, it's not a it, vaccine. If it's if it's only suppressing symptoms, then let people take their own risks with those symptoms. If right. they, they could give it to you, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. So what do you care what choice they make in their own life? If they want to take a higher risk, supposedly, um, by by not getting vaccinated, that's their choice. Yep. And that's what America is all about. We right. recorded a an episode before this and we were, we were just talking, but I mean, you look at the stats and the survival rates, 99.75% global. Exactly. Global. It's like, exactly. Come on. I'm over it. I'm so and sick that, of it. And that's, you know, that's, that's even probably not correct because think about all the people that get it and, and just deal with it and just right. go about their day. Like I did when right. I got it, I just went about my day. I, I knew I had it. I had all of the, all of the described symptoms, my wife and I both. Um, and it lasted a really long time and it was, it was pretty brutal, but we, we sat in our house and we, we put up with it and we dealt with it and we went about our day. We didn't go um, checking into any hospitals or becoming a part of the, the statistics in any way, shape or form. So I'm sure if there's, if there's me and my wife, I'm sure there are millions more. And sure. so all of those people, are not even being reported and they're all survivors, you know? And then you've got all the people dying of, of uh, other things that are, that, are, that are falsely being reported as coronavirus deaths too. So, you know, that number, in my opinion, isn't even necessarily a true number. I was just looking at um, the video for Entitled. I love that shirt that you're wearing. <laughs> 
what uh you know you're talking about not being afraid of you know what people are saying what 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 pushed you to do it the the video for entitled yeah just where where in the queue and you know with all these people blasting the Q theory and all that shit you know you weren't afraid and you put that video out well i mean and the, and the lyrics are are you know spot on well i mean first of all all the all the crazy rioting was going on at that time that's you know what inspired the song and and the video um it's just you know i i couldn't believe that that was just being allowed to happen you know um if you're if you're mad about this if you're mad about that you know that's fine but don't go burning your neighbor's business down for it. it they didn't do anything to you and that's not the way adults handle things right you know and uh so that inspired that and then as far as the q thing goes nobody knows for sure what that's all about but you know i paid attention to it and and uh it had a lot of very hopeful messages um and positive positive concepts and messages in, in entwined in it that i that i liked and i thought were positive and and you know so i had i had hopes were you shell shocked like i was what's that were you shell shocked like i was with, with the results and 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 with <laughs> you know i really thought I'm like, man, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And it wasn't happening. I'm like, God damn it. Oh, no. I, I, see, I knew the whole time, you know, I, I, was, I was reluctantly following yeah. um, because it's always tough. You know, you get your hopes up for, for, for great things to happen. And, and, you know, definitely a too good to be true element going on yeah. there. Sure. Um, yeah. You know the the research that, that I've done on on the that movement is there is some some interesting and fact based information that is pretty clear and concise, but it's ruined by let's face it there are mentally ill people in this world, and I really do think some of those theories go to that realm that that really helped discredit a what could have been a, a very viable movement. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. There's always going to be a couple of whack jobs you know, tainting, tainting anything when it right. gets real big. You had to come in with an expert analysis, didn't you? I, I, I do. Every once in a while, I have to talk. I apologize. <laughs> you, uh, I got to hear myself every once like in a while. bitch slap for me. Over. Right, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, it was sad, but you know, and, and I didn't like, I wasn't like telling people, oh yeah, Q, 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 but like, my, man, my, my family just razzing me, razzing the shit out of me, but whatever. Oh, well. oh, you know, here we are. What's better, that or this? Right. No, you're right. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just an, it, we're living in some interesting times, no matter how you look at things. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's quite, it's been quite the roller coaster over the last, I don't know, I don't know how many years, but a, a good handful of years. Right. Been, no doubt. Pretty interesting. So I think Donna said it uh, the best. One of our viewers here, she said, it's not over till it's over. And I think we all have to keep, uh, keep fighting this fight to stand up for what's right. 
to stand. I, I honestly believe that if you give up one freedom, you're going to give up the next and you're not even going to know it. Hey man, oh, are you, are you, uh, you're finishing up an album already? Yeah. Yeah. We've got a new album called black pilled coming out on, uh, October 12th, man. You guys are busting some ass. That's three albums in how long? Well, this is a full length album. Um, but we released, uh, a, an EP earlier this year called soft songs for the quarantine mind. And then last year we released three EPs, um, the acoustic sessions, volume two, 2020. Oh wait, no, no. I think we just released two. I think we just released those two. Um, Oh, but we released right at the end of 2019, we released uh, an EP called sheep. So yeah, we've released a lot, a lot of new material in a very short period of time. I wanted to ask you about volume two, by the way. How hard was it to get the permission to sing those songs? What did you have to do? Did you have to pay? And by the way, your version of Wonderful World is freaking, you know, jaw dropping. It's really fucking good. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Unbelievable. You know, it's funny is uh, I just got a YouTube, a notification from YouTube that they were restricting the video. (laughs) Oh, no. Because it's it's the the juxtaposition of the song with footage of of all the rioting that was happening last year. And uh, apparently that's some sort of violation of of uh, their rules. So. Uh, they were restricting the video uh, so that you can only see it if you're logged into your account and if you're over a certain age, you know. Oh, my God. Uh, did, you, did you have to jump through hoops, though? Any hoops to record that? The no, all those songs. You know, in, in this day and age, it's actually become a lot easier to, to um, cover somebody else's work like that. Um, there are digital distribution platforms um like if i if i'm ever gonna do a cover song like that i make sure and distribute through a, a company called distro kid because through distro kid when you're when you're uploading the music you can just literally let them know that that it was written by somebody else here's who it was written by and then you pay them an extra f- monthly fee and what they do is they go and 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 talk to those people and they divvy up the money as it comes in and automatically pay those people. Interesting. Okay. So, so I didn't have to go getting permission in advance. I just literally covered them, uploaded them, distributed them the proper way. And it, it hasn't been a problem. And, and those people are getting their, their cut. I know there's a lot of Oasis fans out there, but the, your version of Wonderwall is 10 times better. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's good. It's good. I like how you slowed it down. Yeah, I took a, a little bit of a different approach to it, you know. Yes. Um, but uh, great song, classic tune, you know, and just I thought it'd be fun to to redo it. So I, I have to say that I'm not as eclectic as as Randy is. Um, and once he told me that you were coming on the show, uh, I listened to almost everything that you played, and I kudos to you that, that's all i can say is it Thank I, I i've seen my concerts back in the day i'm, I'm old now and go to bed early uh <laughs> but but i i really enjoy the, the genre that you're putting out i really do 
I appreciate that. I, I can relate to the old and go to bed early thing. Right. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'll be 40 next year. And like I was telling you before, I, I have a four year old and, and uh, at the end of each day, I'm pretty tired, you know, when I'm home, when, when I'm on tour, I still go to bed pretty late. Cause there's, there's a, a lot to do. You, you wrap the show up late. Sure. You gotta, you gotta settle up and pack up and sometimes do some miles on the road to the next town. But when I get home, I'm, I'm going to bed early, you know. Isn't it the greatest thing ever, though, having a child? It is, yeah. It's something I never thought I would do, and and uh, my wife and I had had decided to to not have any kids, and uh, then my daughter came along, and and it's just been there. It is surprise, wonderful experience. <laughs> Yeah. So is there anything we're, we're going to get wrapping up? Cause we know it's, uh, it's getting late. Uh, is there anything you want to say to our, our viewers that, that are here to support you that, that obviously support the, the freedom of choice that any, anything like, I know Randy's looking at me very sad yeah, because he, he's got I a laundry have... list of questions, but, but I'm going to respect your time <laughs> at this point and, and hopefully, uh, <laughs> leave us in a good state where you'd be, uh, willing to come back on the show to, to give us some updates. Oh, for sure. For sure. You guys, like I said, you guys are, you guys are pros. You, 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 uh, run your stuff very professionally and, and, uh, you know, pain-free. So I'd always be back. Well, I appreciate that. Any, any, you want to, uh, plug your, your new, uh, releases you got coming out or anything? I mean, you know, just like I said, we got a new one coming out on October 12th. Um, that'll be available everywhere for, free streaming or, or downloading or whatever you, whatever you may choose. And um, like I was saying before, we've, we've released a lot of new music in the very recent few, uh, very recent past here. So, you know, if you want to check out our, our, our sheep EP, our um, acoustic sessions, volume one or two or both and uh, our 2020 EP and soft songs for the quarantine mind. Um, those are all fairly recent releases and, and, uh, we have a a long, a long back catalog as well before that tons of, tons of music there. You know, if, if anybody's curious, go, go check it all out. You also have, uh, that the chemicals album, uh, the vinyl that they can get from you right now, right? Yeah, we just, we just, uh, the way we've been doing vinyl is, is just ordering small batches and then I'll hand sign and number them. And then uh, we'll we'll sell those and just not order those again. So um, the, the, you got a website, current, gorgeous vinyl. Like it's yeah. blue. Like you have a website they can uh, go to for that. Yeah, um, if you go to Smile Empty Music Wix, we have a Wix page, um, <clears throat> which is the only place that you can order that from. So um, we don't. We don't have too many copies left. If anybody wants one, definitely go hit that up. And those are just now, we, they just came in. So we're just starting to ship those out. Um, I think the first batch actually went out today. So well, you can't see it, but I have, I started like my favorite records. They're, they're hanging on the wall and I got them framed. Awesome. Um, so I told I'm a man of my word, dude. I told you I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to cop that. So Sweet. yeah, yeah. Um, man. Like I said, for everybody that's listening and will be listening on the podcast, if you want music to get you through this shitty ass time, the 2020 EP and the soft songs for quarantine. I mean, that's it. Those are the songs of this time. Right. You know, if you will. They're they're definitely 
written about you know all the things that we're experiencing right now so and and the new the new album is as well so can't wait you know, hopefully hopefully people check that out and and uh relate to the lyrics and and uh draw something positive out of it you know well if you ever make it to to a chicago show i was the last time you played in the city by the way we actually don't we don't come into the city um it's thank such a you thank you <laughs> I've, I've heard horror stories man because of the union bullshit but it's it's a big hassle but we, what we do do is we play um outskirts towns like joliet or yeah. rockford sure oh yeah um we play those places a lot more frequently we just played joliet um earlier in the year um so we come through there i'd say you typically around once a year and uh rockford is is a pretty normal place to hit too well next time you come back me and mike are gonna have to come and kick it with you absolutely yeah for sure let me know and uh i'll get you tickets and sweet dog yeah we'll get some food or something that's exciting yeah. i haven't done that in a long time yep yeah uh all right well Hey, I, I appreciate uh, your time. I really do. I know it's valuable. I know you've got a, a young child uh, probably right outside that door. So uh, she's, uh, I, she's going to bed right now. So Okay, well, <laughs> you, you, go be a good dad and, and help her into bed. So uh, thank you so much. And uh, to everybody listening, uh, ch ch check it out. Yeah, and, and Sean, dude, uh, you know, I know we're, we're technically nobody. And, and I really appreciate you taking your time and, and spending the, the night with us, man. Oh, means, means no, a lot, dude. No worries at all. You guys aren't nobody. You know, we're, we're all just, uh, we're all just nobody's kicking around doing our best. So That's I all. appreciate That's you guys all. having me and, and, uh, I'll definitely come back if you guys ever uh, so desire. Absolutely, man. All right. Thank you. All right, Absolutely. everybody. All right. Thanks so much.